In September of 1999, explosions rocked four separate Russian apartment buildings. Over 300 people were killed and another thousand were injured. Later that same month, another possible bomb was found in a basement of an apartment building. This one did not detonate, but the circumstances surrounding it has led many people to believe that all of the bombings were inside jobs orchestrated by the Russian government. In this episode of HPH, we're taking a look at this conspiracy theory and the shocking amount of evidence that backs it up. Grab a drink, flee the country, and change your name, because he's coming for you next. In this episode of Hunter Proof History, titled The Russian Apartment Bombings, Putin on the Blitz, this is Hundred Proof History. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts, Chris and Greg. Srasvoitcha, comrade. And a good Zangief to you too, sir. Zangief. <laughs> The best Street Fighter 2 character. Oh, I don't know about that, but anyway. What up, dog? I don't know. I don't know. Not much. Welcome, listener. Welcome to Hunter Proof History. Uh, we know you have a choice when selecting your history podcast, and we thank you for choosing Hunter Proof History. Voted best in customer service by J.D. Power, 10 years running. Do we need a disclaimer there to not get sued? I don't you know. know. What, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. It'll bring so much notoriety. I welcome it. Yeah, yeah. I will go into financial ruination for that notoriety. <laughs> I'm going to get some fake people to pretend like real humans saying, like, oh, oh that, that podcast is amazing, you know, for my commercials, just like Chevy does. Just get those <laughs> J.D. Power Awards out there. These guys are totally not actors. <laughs> oh, wow. Look over there. It has a door. It opens. <laughs> That's amazing. Ford, Does this thing turn on? Ford can't do that. <gasps> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> it turns on, y'all. I can roll down the window of the drive-thru. I just orgasmed a little. <laughs> yeah, basically that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome, listener. Greg, how are you? I, you asked me how I was doing. and asked you how you were doing. What's up? Well, Christopher, I'm getting to sit here and drink a bunch and bloviate and talk about my fictional wiener. Mm. So, pretty swell. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. Well, Greg, today we are talking about a conspiracy theory, and we usually stay away from these, so kind of drifting into some territory we typically avoid, but there's a lot of, like, circumstantial evidence to support this conspiracy theory. Is it really theory. a theory? I mean... Yeah. Uh, is, is OJ killed Nicole. Is that really a conspiracy <laughs> theory, or is it just like, oh, he didn't quite get pinned for it? Yeah. That's you, all. No, you're right. And it's just like... uh Government investigated itself and found itself not guilty. No, we didn't Surprise, do surprise. Yeah. Um, very strangely, like if you go to like Wikipedia or all this other stuff and start looking up these things, it's very quiet about the possible conspiracy. Like you have to basically go to our main source and look at this stuff. And it's it's almost like, I don't know, maybe the Russians have an army of people that just roam around the internet, you know, hyping up Russia and getting rid of anything that talks bad about it. So... I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm really looking forward to reviews popping up on iTunes that are in broken English. That is an outlandish, baseless accusation that has never before been put forward. <laughs> That's true. I'm breaking ground here. All right. Well, our source today is Blowing Up Russia by Yuri Felshtinsky and Alexander Litvinenko. And there's a second source uh, from Russia with Blood by Heidi Blake. 
both very good books. The first one just deals with the bombing. The second one deals with Putin's, uh, Vladimir Putin's assassination programs. And it's the scariest fucking thing I've read in a long time. And I read a shitload like Stephen King and, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey scared the fuck out of me. But, uh, <laughs> no, this is, this is pretty terrifying because if you talk shit about Putin, he's going to find you and he's going to fucking kill you. He's like evil Liam Neeson from the movie Taken. If we make it to episode 60, I'll be a little surprised. I will too. It, I'll breathe a sigh of relief, and that's exactly when you don't want to let your guard down. Because that's when he strikes. Yep. As we'll come to find out. At least we're safe here in Saskatchewan, um, where he can't find us. Yes, that is where we are. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be scary, though, like to be in Russia and say something bad, like a little kid's like, Mommy, why can't I go out and play? I have to stay home. And then she's like, Vladimir says, no school today. And he's like, oh, mommy, I hate Vladimir. He's a poopy head. And he just kicks down the fucking door and he's shirtless. He's got the Ivan Drago haircut. He's like, (laughs) just punches him in the face. If he dies, he dies. He's like, God damn, that could happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being a badass like in elementary school or, you know, trying to be a badass. And... We all learn about the whole Santa Claus thing at different times. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I learned about it, but I, I didn't want to... Oh, I'm sorry, Christopher. I hate to break this to you. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus goes down chimneys and molests children. Oh, okay. Whew. <laughs> I'd heard some other crazy rumors, and I didn't want to think those were true, but continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, and yeah, I found out before other kids did, and I didn't want to be a complete asshole, and ruin it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but you know i wanted to come off like a badass so i remember saying things like fuck santa claus (laughs) and just seeing the faces of other kids like oh he ain't getting any fucking presents for sure (laughs) yeah whatever have fun getting touched bobby (laughs) okay i mean i made the touched part up but oh okay the rest of it actually happened yeah real shit man in second grade in the middle of fucking learning your colors and shapes. Like, yeah, red like Santa, that motherfucker. Fuck Santa. It's like, oh. <laughs> Teacher's like, this it's guy's August. A, guy's like badass. <laughs> this is the most badass eight-year-old I've ever seen. Then the teacher put me on her shoulders and paraded me around the school. Everybody cheered. Mm-hmm. I went to her house and fucked her right in front of her husband. <laughs> Second right. grade was the best. <laughs> Peaked. Peaked at eight years old. All right. All right. Well, I'd like to remind our listeners also that if you go to iTunes, give us a review, send us a picture of that review, either on one of our Instagrams, Facebook, or through the email, hunterproofhistory at gmail.com. You'll be entered into win a contest to win a uh, picture of the JFK motorcade signed by Clint Hill, the Secret Service agent that was there. And acted like a complete badass after JFK got shot. So, I mean, he could have acted like a badass before JFK got shot, and it's a bigger deal. But, uh, you know, he did what he could. And so you can win that picture if you send us a review. Well, Gregory, what are you having to drink today, sir? I'm having an old-fashioned, and the whiskey I'm using is Old Forester 1910. Oh, okay. I feel like a lot of the uh, machinations that come to light in this story started because of what happened with the Russian Empire... In 1910. Oh, okay. I feel like the catalyst for everything really started with what happened with Russia in World War I. Right, yeah. The Romanovs. Yep, we talk about that in our Rasputin series, so go listen to that, jackasses. 
Old Forester, 1910. Nice. What about you, Chris? Uh, today I'm having an Irish whiskey. It is Hyde whiskey. This is the Hyde Single Malt 1922 variety. And I went along the same lines as you did. 22 is the year the Soviet Union was founded. And our story technically begins at the end of the Soviet Union. But as you listen to this, you'll probably find out that I don't think it ever actually went away. At least not the thought process behind it. We'll just do whatever the fuck we want and uh, kill anyone who disagrees. So that's the only reason? That's the only reason. Should I have another reason? Yeah, we're not going to have to hide from Vladimir Putin after we release this? Come on, man. That's nice. I'm, uh, I'm ashamed of myself now. You should be. Oh, I don't even want to continue anymore. Well, you ready to suck on this kolbasa? Sound like a Russian sausage? Correct. Then you know it, baby. Is it served cold? Like, you know, all the other Russian food? Just cold, meaty sausage? Maybe it has a little fur hat on top of it. Oh, you mean a Yushanka? Oh, that's what those are called. Did not know that. It is. I'm learning so much today. Well, let's get into it. Nostrovia. Kazuntite. Cheers for all you filthy fucking casuals. All you fucking capitalists. Our story begins in the early 1990s after the fall of the Soviet Union. Overnight, the old, boring, depressing communist Russia lifestyle was replaced with the sexy, sleek, Rock and roll of good old capitalism. Wolf Dick, give me the guitar. What the? F- what was that? Uh, sh- not yeah. guitar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, listeners, new listeners, whatever. Wolf Dick is our invalid producer. He's bound to a gurney, but he can still play some sound effects. Like usually, pretty good at it. He's got like a speak and spell sort of keyboard thing that he does our production side of things. But I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. That's all right. Oh, well, you know. Just slipped. It happens. Yeah, moving on. Well, of course, all the old men who held so much power in the communist system were happy to quit their jobs as spies and assassins to become part owners of Chick-fil-A franchises. It's my pleasure. They won't say thank you, or you're welcome, or no problem. Well, they do hate the gays. (laughs) Fair enough. Just like the Russians. Nice. Didn't make that connection. And they both make outstanding southern chicken sandwiches. Just delicious. (laughs) Well, actually, all that crap is half true. When the Soviet Union fell, the KGB, which was the Soviet intelligence agency that, you know, killed anyone who got out of line, they rebranded themselves as the FSB, which is the Federal Security Service of the Russian Federation. And obviously, you take all those letters and it makes FSB. (laughs) Way to go, stupid Russians. It's just a grab bag of letters, you know. (laughs) Not a different language or anything. No. Don't you even fucking make the comment, listener. God damn it, it's a joke. These guys. One star. iTunes, one star. Well, actually. They didn't know FSB was from Cyrillic or whatever Greg said it was before we started recording and I couldn't remember what it was called. Cyrillic. Yeah, that one. I called it (laughs) Cyrillic. Well, the FSB guys, they didn't want capitalism or a liberal democracy. Fucking libtards. I can't blame them. They wanted that old level of control they once had. But you know what, Greg? Capitalism was a big hit in Russia, especially among two groups. The already super rich, who could now import and sell Western goods and get even super richer, and organized criminals who could steal all that shit and sell it themselves. Everybody else is just getting fucking poor as fuck. Can't, uh, 
can't pay that heat bill this month, Boris. Because, but uh, yay capitalism! Yay! That'll never happen again. Nope. I don't know how anyone would live in a society that is dominated by the wealthy elite who prey on poor folk like the Russians. I don't see how they could ever accept that. Not not me. Not in the USA. Not me, Greg. Get it? Because that's what's happening to me right now, Greg. Oh, oh, okay. I have no power over my own life. <laughs> well, the FSB fell in with the organized criminals. They found if they let these guys slide on all of their illegal shit, they could have businesses extorted to pay the FSB bribes, they could have access to street-level information, and of course, they could always hire the mob henchmen to take old Boris the businessman down to the docks and give him a new pair of cement shoes. Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> these are quite sexy. <laughs> They're just standing there, and the mob guys are like, Hey, forget about it! And the Russian guy's like, Forget about it. No, forget about it. Forget about it. Like, ugh, he's never going to get this shit. Let's just fucking kill him. It's just not working. And he's in those sexy cement shoes. Mm-hmm. He wants it. <laughs> they want it. Everybody has their way with him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, sorry, Boris. <laughs> Do not be sorry. This is my fate. Uh, one more shot of vodka before you kill me. It's <laughs> exactly how it went down. Thank you, Gregory. Well, the FSB wasn't just about selling fire insurance to the local corner store. They were also responsible for maintaining Russia's interests on a global scale, especially in Eastern Europe following the dissolvement of the Soviet Union. And in 1994, Chechnya sent Russia a text that said, We need to talk. The FSB knew what that meant, and they weren't having any of that shit. Replied with a dick pic. <laughs> That's a power move. Nice. That's a, <laughs> I never thought about that. We need to talk just means I'm going to ignore you for like six days and hope you change your mind on your own. But the dick pic. The immediate response, too. Yeah. Just like you had it on the ready. I do not know how you will talk with this in your mouth. <laughs> I sent you my penis. Please respond. Hello? Hello? Now you are slut and bitch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like you. Like, God <laughs> damn it. The incel strikes again. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Well, adding to this situation was the relationship between Russia and Chechen President Zhokar Dudayev. Dudayev had been paying the FSB and Russians bribes for years to keep Chechnya semi-independent and for the occasional shipment of Russian weapons to be left in Chechnya on accident. I don't know how this happened, guys. I just found a whole bunch of helicopters and nukes. It's just, you guys need this? Ah, it's, we don't have the gas money to come get it, guy. Don't, don't, don't sweat it. It's fine. Just, uh... Semi-trailer backs into the docks on the military base. Pull up the door. Nothing in it. He's like, well, son of bitch. <laughs> I do not know. Uh, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, and meanwhile, Chechnya, there's a bunch of the 1940s Red Guard just standing there in the middle of the woods looking like lost deer, like glancing around like someone's going to sneak up on them. And Dudyev's like sneaking up real slowly with a lasso. He's like, okay, shh, easy, boys, easy, easy. You work for me now. Like, it's getting all skittish and... uh but, you know, he wrangles them, and they become Chechens. That's how it works, Greg. Huh. 
That uh, that wasn't in any of my reading. Must have been that fucking Russian troll army that got to you. <laughs> I don't know what you're... Have they infiltrated you, Chris? I don't know what you're talking about. No idea. But let me tell you, President Putin is the greatest guy who's ever lived. He brought back Russia from nothingness. He made Russia great again. And, uh, you know, we, we should all applaud him for that. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to get on Twitter and say mean things about Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but really, did it get to you? No, not yet. Here, this is easier for a lot of people. Show me on the doll where the bad man touched you. <clears throat> this, this doll doesn't really have a taint, but I would say the taint area is where <laughs> that happened. What a weird answer. We shouldn't be joking. Moving on. <laughs> well, after all that, Dudyev, God damn it, Dudyev had decided it was time to stop paying the Russians. You can call him Dudyev. Who gives a shit? He's dead. What's he going to do about it? Well, in 1994, while the FSB was like, we must control and dominate the world, the actual citizens of Russia were still like, yay, democracy! Let's go eat at McDonald's and Pizza Hut. It's good times. Yay, look at my blue jeans. Because they had none of that shit under the Soviet Union. They started to open up a little bit before uh, the complete collapse. Yep. And then it fell apart, and then McDonald's sprung up everywhere. Suddenly, this guy who used to kill people for livings working at Starbucks, taking a bunch of shit as a retail worker. Oh, yes, I'm sure your name is Gorbachev. Okay, what is your real name? Oh, go fuck yourself, Stalin. Yes, I'm going to write that on a cup. Come on, lady. Your Russian accent is fucking atrocious. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. it. No, it is. I will go Irish at some point. It just just (laughs) drift over there. I'll be singing the Soviet national anthem. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. (laughs) So anyway, when Chechnya thought about becoming independent, the Russians couldn't just like storm in there because the people would have been against it. They needed some form of provocation. And wouldn't you know it, that provocation came on November 18th, when an explosion ripped up a railway bridge in Moscow. Unfortunately for the bomber, the TNT went off just a hair too soon, and he suffered a mild case of being blown into itty-bitty beats and pieces. Man, just half a second later, he would have been fine. Yeah, it's how these things go. It's a little ironic, don't you think? That was actually one of the verses she cut out about a suicide bomber. It was just, like, that close to making it. Because nothing in that fucking song is ironic, Greg. It's just bad circumstances. Like, oh, you bought a plane ticket and the plane crashed. <laughs> Irony. It's never been pointed out before, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, I do what I can. I do what I can. Yeah, our listeners were born in 2002. Everything I say before then is fresh and new to them. <laughs> Just wait till they hear this song I have about big butts. It's going to blow their minds about how I like them. You know, I can't lie about that. Well, even though that guy was in like tiny itsy bitsy pieces, they were able to pick it up and the police were able to determine that he was an employee of Lineco, an oil company run by an active FSB agent who only hired full-time or freelance members of Russian intelligence. So obviously, the Chechens did it. Got him. Fucking proved it. Right there. I mean, I've got a whiteboard. 
mm-hmm. where I was prepared to, you know, write who was up top and link everything together. And it looked like this big thing that you see in the movies. Nope. It's just explosion, arrow, Chechens. Yep. That's, that's what, yeah. <laughs> that's it. I've got a lot of retail space left on this whiteboard. <laughs> just going to start drawing wieners. Well, see, mine goes, it's kind of like the, uh, the gnomes from South Park. Their, their plan for profit. And it goes, step one, blow things up. Step two, find out that the FSB did blow things up. Step three, question mark. Step four, fuck the Chechens. It was them. They did it. Oh. Is that where that meme comes from? Yeah, the steal the underwear. Didn't know that. That's how they take over the world. Step one, steal the underwear. Step two, question mark. Step three, take over the world. Okay. There you go. Well, in addition to all the guys being FSB, a truck was found outside Lenenko headquarters containing a shitload of explosives that were the exact same type as the ones used on that bridge. The FSB said, Hey, bro, we don't know whose truck that is. And they dropped the investigation into Lenenko. Dudaev demanded to speak with Russian President Boris Yeltsin, but the FSB said Dudaev would have to pay a multi-million dollar bribe just to have his meeting. He's like, hey... I don't want to fight you guys. I want to meet with the president. It's like, okay. $20 million. You want to meet with the president? Like, what the, f- what the fuck? Dollars. Kind of- like, you, American <laughs> dollars? <laughs> you must, you must mean Russian ruble. Nope. I will not pay American dollar. Yep. Russian ruble. Uh, five dollar. Five American <laughs> dollar. You got it. 20 million rubles. Here God you go. Damn it. I was going Italian there too. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Yay. You fucking got it. 20 million rubles. He opens up the silver briefcase and it's just like six coins. Like, here you go. <laughs> six Susan B. Anthony's. Yeah. I meet with Boris now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, once they asked for that bribe, the Chechen president told them to go sit and spin on a broken bottle of Smirnoff, which I don't even think that's actually, I think that's from Wisconsin. That's fine. It, it's, everybody knows that's vodka. That's, that's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Nothing like having to say it's a joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how you know you're, you're doing good. You, you're feeling it that night. You're like, hey, get it, guys? Like, you're at open mic night. You're like, it was a joke. Get it? <laughs> My wife left me again. <laughs> you just storm off the stage. <laughs> Nailed it. Can I stay in the back? Yeah. I don't have anywhere else. Guys... You guys want me to... Can I crash with one of you guys? <laughs> uh, I'm real funny. Real entertaining. You'll, I'll keep you company. I'll buy a drink. Uh, club soda. With lime. Uh, please. <laughs> please. Please. Nothing They top. give us two free drinks with this performance. Nothing top shelf. But I need, I need all the booze. I'll just give you the club soda and the lime. I'll have the shot of the vodka. <laughs> uh, it's a Wells only. <laughs> and everybody's like... Just start a podcast. It's easier. You're like, oh, fuck. I got it. I did it. Revelation. <laughs> yeah. Well, after all that, Dudayev said that Russia had declared war on him, and Russia followed it up immediately by attacking the Chechen capital of Grozny. On November 26, 1994, Russia sent 1,200 men, 50 tanks, 80 APCs, or armored personnel carriers, and six jets to attack Grozny. The attack was a complete and total failure. But before you get too excited and say, LOL, how does that borscht taste now, bitches? 
you need to realize that the FSB wanted this attack to fail. They figured that a Russian defeat would only increase the support for the war, and they were right. Mission accomplished. Hang the banner. Wolf Dick, play that We Got Em sound clip. <laughs> fuck what? Was, what is he? What the f- I don't know. He, you okay over there? What it, the fuck? He is, he's an invalid, you know, and his meds are all mixed up. Maybe, you know, he's just off his games day. I, it happens, I guess. I don't give him meds. I give him fucking animal crackers, but still, he's normally serviceable. Did you give him, like, the off-brand Walmart, like, eight pounds for three dollars animal crackers? Oh, okay, I, yeah. The all assumption right. was animal crackers the whole time. Yes, I, I give the off-brand. I'm not spending money on him. Anyway, I'll I'll check on him in the break. Sorry, uh, listener. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, let's let's just push on. Over the next twenty months, war raged between Chechnya and Russia. In 1995, President Dudayev was killed by a missile strike when he went outside to talk on his cell phone. Classic mistake. You fucking idiot. Uh, you stay inside. I know people like to gripe about that. They're like, "Oh my God, I was having a conversation with this jackass president of Chechnya, and right in the middle of our conversation, he puts up a finger, just one finger, like." Shut up, and he answers the phone. It wasn't even anybody important. Just like this guy, like, telling him his warranty was about to expire on his car. And he's like, oh, I gotta take this shit. And so, they got on to him, and he said, fine, I'll take all my calls outside. And they're the reason he's dead now. And they don't care, because they're selfish assholes. Oh, man, you know, like, when that weird guy you know at work, like, comes up to you and he wants to start a conversation? Mm-hmm. And... You just, like, you see him coming, like, from across the way. So you just pick up the phone and pretend like you're you're answering it for the, you know, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. But then your thumb actually touches answer because one of those motherfuckers is calling you. Mm-hmm. Because they call all the time, the car warranty people. It's so weird. And then you're stuck talking to him. It's like, oh, oh, God, no! <laughs> and then you just throw down your phone and stomp on it. And then he's looking at you the whole time like, oh, what the fuck? But then you're trapped in the conversation, unless he thinks you're the weird guy. You believe this fucking guy? I just come over and show him what I picked out of my belly button. He just freaked out and spiked his fucking phone. Ugh. Monday comes around, you go into work, you're just walking down the... You don't have the phone yet, you know, you're waiting for the replacement in the mail. You're just walking down the hall, you see him, you're like, oh, fuck. But he just, like, darts into the women's bathroom, like... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he often goes in the women's bathroom. Yeah. He's the weird one, not you. Not you. They walk past the break room and he says something and everybody dies laughing and you like duck in there like <laughs> So you guys uh you guys watching Dancing with the Stars? That uh that's Sean Spicer. He's he's a real good tap. Hey Greg! Hey! Hey <laughs> didn't see you there. Oh uh, well shit. I guess we should uh we should get back to work. Yep. Right guys? Oh, that's it. That yeah, that's been uh it's been the break. <laughs> Realize you forgot deodorant. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. One of your testicles is hanging outside of the zipper somehow. <laughs> if you didn't notice it. And then you're like, well, fuck your it. Your mom didn't tell you when you kissed her goodbye in the morning <laughs> when she, after she packed your lunch. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden you're the weird guy. And it's fish and you got to microwave it. Like, oh. You know, I don't see why everybody has complained about the smells my lunch makes. But you know what sucks about microwaving? Hmm. Is it makes it fucking too hot in some areas and then too cold in other areas. So what you need to do is go in there about like 10 a.m., microwave it, and then just let it sit so the heat dissipates across the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that's smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
microwave it a couple hours before you're going to eat it in the break room, Mm -hmm. and then just let it sit and ruminate inside of the microwave. What I like to do is I like to let it age a little, dry age. Mm. So I take the raw piece of salmon and I just set it in my desk for like six or seven days, and then I microwave it, and I feel like it adds a little bit more flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be honest here. I feel like you hit a little bit of a sore spot. Oh, I've never heard that before. Hey, oh. Every time I've tried to talk to you in public, you answer your phone and you say important warranty stuff about your car has come up again. And now, you know, now that you've, you've told that, that little anecdote, I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm the weird guy just because I like to wear mesh shirts and show off my nipples a little. Oh, uh, no, that... That is still the case. Oh, okay. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whew. Just, you know, I want to make sure we're on the same page. That's that's how you get good podcasting done, just being right there with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm faking that, but <laughs> no, you're the weird one there. <laughs> is it because of my SpongeBob underoos that I wear as well? A little banana hammock that SpongeBob's nose? It's not even that they're SpongeBob. It's the fact that you call them underoos. <laughs> That's weird. Fine. Panties. Does that make you feel better? (laughs) (laughs) Used panties that I bought from Japan. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) And you call me weird. (laughs) Anyway, in Russia, the economy was in the toilet. Or the hole that they shit into. Whatever they do in Russia. I don't know. They're Russian. Who cares? And people were starting to greatly dislike Boris Yeltsin, who spent a whole lot of his time drunk as a fucking skunk. And after watching that presidential debate, I wish everybody showed up drunk. I think it would have been a lot better. We'd had a lot better time if everybody's just fucking hammered. But no, they're all hepped up on goofball Adderall or whatever the fuck they're on, and it, it was just a disaster. It's so awful. But I will be the first podcast host in America, maybe in America, don't find me, Vladimir Putin, I will be the first podcast host to say white supremacy? It's not okay, Greg. Chris, you are so brave. I am. Well, the people of Russia were disenfranchised and wanted a leader who could bring them back to greatness. Yeltsin turned to the FSB for help and they said, Hey, we got this guy, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. And you know what? The people are just going to love him. He's just the sweetest. Didn't make up that middle name either, by the way. That's a dumbass middle name. We usually throw in somebody's middle name, like Hitler was uh, Elizabeth. But, right. uh, but no, it's Vladimirovich. Yay. It is legit, oddly enough. I was hoping it was going to be like Coxswain. <laughs> Vladimir Coxswain Putin. That would have been good. Especially. Nope. Nope. Vladimirovich. That's the name that I'm going to give to my daughter. <laughs> Vladimirovich or Coxswain? Coxswain. Oh, okay. That, that makes more sense. First, first name, though, so it's prominent how about, and aggressive. How about Coxswain Vladimirovich, last name redacted? That sounds really good. Coxswain twice, last name redacted. Coxswain, Coxswain, Coxswain. Yes. Change your last name to Coxswain, too. Just all the way down. Just Coxswain's all the way down. Oh, she'll be the bell of the ball. Now you're on to something. 
Well, Putin has spent his life loving the Soviet Union and had built a nice career in the KGB. When the Soviet Union fell, he left the KGB and entered the world of politics. He served as what was basically the lieutenant mayor of St. Petersburg, and some, like the authors of our main source, state that he was in bed with the mafia. Hey, forget about it! I'm a pizza pie! Now roll. And then die. Roll over. I'm going to penetrate you. Because he's in bed with the mafia, Greg. Oh, okay. But no, you know what? I take it back. It's not that thing. It's that when you first started dating and you lay in the bed all night and talk about your hopes and dreams. (laughs) It's 3 a.m. We should really go to bed. But what do you think about kids someday? How many rooms do you think you'd want in your house? And they just lean up on their... Their pillows, elbows on the pillow, fist on the chin, just like staring at each other's eyes. It's that kind of in bed. You know, the sweet kind. Not the rough, violent mafia sex that I'm sure followed. Are they doing like butterfly kisses? Mm-hmm. The eyelashes on the cheek. Oh, that's uh-huh. so sweet. Eskimo kisses? No. I'm so- I don't know if you guys can hear. I'm giving my <laughs> microphone. He's running his nose across it. Eskimo kisses. Yep. It's like, oh, I'm so glad I found you. You know, I was I was just on Grinder. I was just looking for a hookup, but you know, when we got together, it was like kismet. You know, I I feel like this is something special. And Putin's like, you what make fuck now? Like, okay, okay, Putin. That's just... <laughs> you silly dog. Of course, <laughs> okay. of course. Yeah. Oh, I'll get the masks so you can't actually see who I am. <laughs> Let me get the talcum powder to make it extra dry. Mm. I want it to hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Call me Dad Vlad. Okay. You got it. <laughs> and you call me Ukraine, and you just invade my peninsula. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> Next thing you know, they're buying curtains. They're moving in together. Two disposable incomes. Man, that's the dream. Marrying Vladimir Putin. You know what? This is actually the part that's going to get us killed. Not the part saying that he, uh, <laughs> he orchestrated the assassination of people. The part that he is out picking, like, uh, curtains at Bed Bath & Beyond on Saturday with a guy who role-plays as the Crimean Peninsula in Ukraine. <laughs> this is what does it for us. I kind of think it's worth it. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Because it's got me all hot and bothered now. I'm going to have to take care of that in the break. Anyway... When Yeltsin's popularity began to wane, he brought in Putin to be his chief of staff, and in 1998, he made Vlad Putin the director of the FSB. During this time, the FSB continued to shake down businesses and began to target the ultra-rich oligarchs who dared try to influence politics or whose business deals interfered with the FSB. And in 1999, Yeltsin made Putin the prime minister of Russia. The KGB slash FSB had one of their own in power, and he was a breath away from becoming president. In their eyes, this was so fucking great, because it meant they had a strongman leader who had returned Russia to Soviet-era levels of power, and they could continue to enrich themselves and take out anyone who opposed them. They just needed some sort of, like, catalyst to ensure he was put into power. Like, something's gotta happen. You know, wouldn't it be great if, uh, you know, something bad happened, a bunch of people died, and everybody's like, we need someone to lead us through this crisis. It's the same way I became assistant principal of that school in Colorado. Unbelievable. <laughs> what, Greg? 
What? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Only 90s kids will remember that. And that's how I became a lunch lady. <laughs> they wouldn't hire me if they knew who I actually was. Mm. So I stole an immigrant's visa and <laughs> pretended to be a woman. I was uh, Consuela, actually. Wow. We got the beautiful, thick mustache of a lunch lady, so I believe it. I fit right in. They were my best friends in school, actually, because no one else would hang out with me. But lunch lady, she had to hang out with me because I got kicked out of class so often for disrupting it with, you know, the helicopter penis bit. I don't know why that was so offensive to the teachers, but, uh, you know, I got to make a lot of sloppy joes, Greg. Ah, Barb and I. We could talk about square pizza for hours. That shit's disgusting. I'm put it on the record. That pizza was trash. Whoa, whoa. Hot take, Christopher. Elementary school pizza was disgusting. You sure you want to go out on that limb? There's a lot of people who will disagree with me, actually, with your noted sarcasm. I heard that. No, there are a lot of people that still pine for that rectangle blob of cheese with six pieces of sausage on it. Ugh, it was terrible. It's the worst thing, and people love it so much. And you know what? Putin's not going to kill me. Lunch Lady Barb is going to track me down and kill me for besmirching her fucking rectangle pizza. But you know what? It needs to be said. Pine for the days they were getting touched by a family member, because that is inaccurate. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's nice to be noticed. You know, everybody... Wants to think about those days. When Pizza's fucking disgusting. Now, the chicken rings, let me tell you. Salisbury steak. What the steak. fuck are those? <laughs> I don't know. Our school had them. They were chicken, like, nuggets, but for some reason the center was cut out. It was like a chicken donut, deep fried. So you were eating chicken assholes and didn't realize it. Yeah, it's called a cloaca, Greg. And they poop and lay an egg out of it. Wolf dick, give me the more you know sound. <laughs> again he might be dying i don't know who cares fuck finally <laughs> right oh, life insurance policy i'm about to cash in oh it's gonna be so great i'm gonna be so rich we don't have to beg for patreon listeners anymore just like <laughs> uh, idiots <laughs> <laughs> on september 4th 1999 a car bomb exploded outside of an apartment building in dagestan killing 64 people and wounding 133 On September 9th, a bomb was set off in the bottom floor of a Moscow apartment building, killing 106 people and wounding 249. And, on September 13th, another bomb was detonated in the basement of an apartment building in Moscow, just three miles away from the previous attack. This explosion killed another 119 people and wounded 200. That same day, the Duma speaker, Gennady Selesnyov, announced that another bombing happened in Volgodonsk. His announcement was a little bit strange, because a bomb hadn't actually gone off there. But it turns out he might have been operating a psychic hotline like, you know, Miss Cleo. Because on September 16th, a bomb did go off in Volgodonsk, killing 17 people and injuring 69. (laughs) Nice. You ever call Miss Cleo? You ever talk to her? Oddly enough, Christopher, I did. Oh, okay. They did not patch me through to the actual Miss Cleo, though. What? And that's... I thought that's... Kind of all I was... I thought she was the only one. Yeah. No, man. It's a, a room of people. Mm. Ridiculous. I actually didn't even want my future read. I wanted to talk to that big, beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I don't blame you. I mean, she's built a successful sham empire. Mm-hmm. I'm all about scamming people. Look at this fucking podcast. <laughs> I think together we could become something great, mainly because her sham empire is great and mine is like fledgling, You're just, but fledgling plus great is still great, you know? just latch on. I don't on. subtract. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be a hanger on. Mm. Hang around them big old psychic titties. Ooh. Ooh. I bet you didn't see this coming because it happened so quick, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't beat that. Continue. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had the same experience, though, when I called. I called them. I wanted to talk to Miss Cleo. And it, I, I guess they just hire a bunch of people to answer the phones and they all have to speak with that Jamaican accent, but some people can't pull it off. And so it's like, hey, man, how you doing? And you're like, oh, God. Lot of mercy. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I just want to know, am I ever going to find love? Oh, yeah, son. Yeah, sure, for sure, yeah. I think uh, if you look under the rainbow, you'll find that pot of gold. Like, this isn't Jamaican at all. What the fuck has happened to you? Is this Miss Cleo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this Miss Cleo, you know, uh, I'm all the way down there in uh, Jamaica. Or, uh, hold on. Hey, boss, how do I say that again? No, I'm not going to be able to pull it off. No, I'm in, I'm in, uh, uh, New York. Yeah, that's, I nailed that one. <laughs> oh, this Miss Cleo, all right. You want to see my big titties to prove it? Like, yes. <laughs> that's the only reason I called, actually. And then I got a pair of, like, very flat breasts with a bunch of red curly hair on top of them, but uh, still got the job done. Just saying. I'm busy sucking on one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is Greg doing there? Recorder work up, Cleo What was that? Oh, he's trying to make the podcast better. Okay, you do you, buddy. Latch onto that. Latch on. Trying to get a, a sponsorship on those infomercials. That existed 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think Miss Cleo's dead now. <laughs> I think she is too. <laughs> Another 10 years, we'll do a show on her. How about that? God rest her soul. And those big Jamaican titties. Big Jamaican titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, these four bombings that killed over 300 people were blamed on Islamic terrorists from Chechnya. It looked as if Russia had been provoked into war with the Chechens once more. But, as Greg is about to tell you, an event on September 22nd, 1999, would lead many people to believe that all of the bombings were orchestrated by one man, Vladimir Putin. Hey, do you hear that? Is that the... What is that? Is that the Soviet national anthem? I don't know. I'm a goddamn American. Is, there's somebody behind... What the fuck? Is Wolfdick standing up and walking? Oh, what the fuck? What? Dude. You alright? I know it's been like 45 minutes for us in real time, uh-huh. but in the sequence of this podcast story, that shit just happened. Oh, wow. I obviously survived. 
Oh, thank God for that. Just to let everybody know, Wolf Dick was not Wolf Dick today. What? Dude, it was a fucking Ruski assassin this entire time. Jesus. No wonder he was fucking up. Oh, I, God damn it. So what happened to Wolf Dick? You, you don't even care what happened to me? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Are, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Oh, I'm sorry. I slapped him until he ran out of my house. Mm. I mean studio. I mean studio. <laughs> Thank you for asking. So we don't know what happened to Wolf Dick, though. Who cares about Wolf Dick? <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's not a host. He's not even a, a co-host. I'll tell you what he was. A burden. Yeah. And yes, I emphasize was. I don't <laughs> fucking care. And I hope he doesn't become an is again. Well, that makes this next part a little bit hard. How about this? I'll pick up my guitar. You do the singing. I've learned this song. I know this song in Wonderwall. So I'll, I'll play the, the guitar. You do the singing. And we'll get into our, our favorite new segment that everybody loves. You ready? Here we go. And a five, six, seven, eight. Second half salsa. Second half salsa. Second salsa. Oh, man, it's a... It's incredible how that sounded exactly like when Wolf Dick just plays it. Like, uh, we've really nailed that. Just a live performance. We're ready for live shows. Cut the timing down. Yeah. Whew. The awful timing is down to a T. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm again having a bootleg seltzer. Little, uh, the London number one gin with some sugar-free Sprite and ice. Nice. I got a mighty swell seltzer. The hell's that? I don't know. It's called Mighty Swell. I bought it because that's what's going to happen to my liver. <laughs> well, shall we get back into the story? Yeah, and before we get into this, you guys, usually we like to talk about settled history, uh, things that happened a long time ago. This stuff, 20 years ago, and a lot of the stuff we're going to get into, it's very circumstantial, it's not settled, uh, it's what our main source is saying what happened, what's kind of like what the evidence leads you to believe what's happened, if you ask Russia today... They're making shit up, and this is not what happened. So maybe another hundred years from now. Uh, how long has it been since the Reichstag fire? Like 80, 90 years now? And we all know the Nazis did that, right? We don't know for sure, but it benefited them the most. Right, and that's kind of what we're getting into here. This is Putin's Reichstag fire, if you believe our main source. So we're going to lay out the evidence here in the second half, and uh, Greg... Didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead and take it away. Well, on September 22nd, 1999, a driver for a soccer team was hanging out in Ryazan when he noticed two men and a woman climb out of a white van, unload three big sacks, carry them into an apartment basement, and then they came back up and drove away. Well, let's not pretend like the woman was carrying any of the heavy sacks. Come on. No upper body strength. Come on. Let's just, uh, let's. Let's be honest here, Craig. She could carry my inappropriate for my body size small sack. There you go. Hey, lady. <laughs> she was just there telling the guys they were doing it all wrong. Like, you want to fucking carry these? You wanna, Unbelievable. <laughs> you want to you wanna help out? Listen, lift with your legs. That's all I'm saying. Just lift with your legs, you fucking idiots. You're going to throw out your back. You're not going to be able to go to my mother's this weekend. You'll be laying on the couch watching football all fucking weekend. And you want to act like the victim. I'm just telling you how to avoid that. Okay. 
And I tried to avoid you being sexist by just making very <laughs> immature sex jokes, but... You can't avoid it. It didn't work. It didn't I am work. inevitable. <laughs> well, he thought, man, that's weird, even for Russia. So he called the police. They responded immediately and found three 50-kilogram sacks labeled as sugar. That's 110 pounds in freedom measurements, by the way. I'm proud to be an American... Salute you. Nestled inside a cut in one of the bags was something that looked like a detonator with a timer set for 5.30 a.m. the next morning. Everyone was pulled out of the building, except for the invalids that couldn't move. Oh, let's pour one out for Wolf Dick, Greg. Fuck Wolf Dick. I'm going to pour mine out. I don't care about this flooring. It's linoleum. It's from the 70s. I don't give a shit. Wolf Dick let a Russian agent infiltrate my studio. I'm just saying... I bet he's living in fucking Moldovia as a millionaire now. Piece uh, of shit. You know what? He probably did betray us. This probably wasn't an attack on him. He probably gave us up so fucking quick. It's got to be the working assumption. We treat him so well. We let him sleep in your shed outside. You know, when it gets really cold outside, you light the shed on fire. Uh, You know, he gets the best animal crackers that Sam's choice has to offer. This fucking guy, he just turns around and stabs us in the back for a few shekels from the Russians. Rubles. Oh yeah, that's what they call him. I don't know. Because I'm American, Greg, and I would never betray you for a few rubles. I'm not so sure. I'm going to betray you by the end of this episode. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Well, the residents stood for hours in the cold until a local theater took them in and allowed them to sleep on their floor. The patrolman who discovered the bomb was one day from retirement and said, I'm getting too old for this shit. And the bomb squad was called in. Hey, you get it, Sergei? It's lethal weapon. (laughs) American movie. Danny Glover. Mel Gibson. He hates the Jews. Ah, it's okay, though, because it's a good movie, right? Right. Right. Sergei. Sergei. (sighs) There I go again. Ruining another friendship with my anti-Semitism. Hey, when will you learn, Yuri? When will you learn? (laughs) They took 11 minutes to disarm the bomb. A highly accurate gas analysis was run on the, quote-unquote, sugar, and it was found to be positive for the presence of an explosive compound known as hexogen. The bags of explosive sugar were taken to a civil defense base and held for four days before being transported to Moscow. The witnesses were interviewed, sketches of suspects were made, and the city was shut down to look for the terrorists and their vehicle, which had been stolen out of Moscow. The policeman and the driver who had reported the suspects were hailed as heroes. Immediately, Chechen terrorists were blamed, and Vladimir Putin ordered airstrikes on the Grozny airport. He went on TV and said about the rebels, Wherever we find them, we will destroy them. Even if we find them in the toilet, we will rub them out. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. You know? That's one way to end a terrorism. You know? Just, <laughs> I bet you don't hate me now. <laughs> uh, you know? I know. I'm right there with you, buddy. I guess Vladimir Putin never heard of phrasing. 
Everybody's like stifling their laughter. It's like, oh god, if I laugh out loud, he's gonna fucking kill me. <coughs> oh, I will be dead. I will be dead. <laughs> and then he still goes, <laughs> and Vladimir just pulls out the revolver and just shoots him at the the press conference. Start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Whoa. Why is that man? Is he having a seizure? I do the same thing when I'm trying not to laugh in church. Oh yeah? Yeah. Buddy makes a fart joke and I'm gonna start going And then that's when the exorcisms start, and those aren't fun. You think they'd be fun, they're not fun. rolling on the floor trying not to laugh because just like vladimir putin i know my preacher will kill me if i laugh out loud during his sermon and so i'm like oh god play it cool play it cool and then comes the exorcism and oh you just pretend like you're not conscious yeah (laughs) but you have to like close your legs together keep your boner from showing because that kind of excitement really gets you going it does all the attention just everybody's looking at me. That's what it takes. That's why I started a podcast, just for the attention and the boners. Well, according to the government, a terrorist plot had been averted. But two days later, on September 24th, that tune changed. The police did their job and caught two of the terrorists. And wouldn't you know it, they were both agents of the FSB. Well, suddenly, the new director of the FSB was claiming that the whole thing had been a training exercise to test the awareness of Russian citizens. He also said that the substance inside was nothing but sugar, and that the tech who had tested it had fucked it up, and he was going to be prosecuted for causing a panic. That's what I did when I got caught with those hookers and all that cocaine, and my wife was like, what the what the fuck? It's like, no, this was just a test. Let's just see how much you love me, and if you get upset, if you caught me with hookers. I didn't, I didn't actually have sex with them. You know as well as I do, I'm physically incapable of having sex more than once a month, and we've already done it this month, so it was just a test, and that cocaine? Not really cocaine. Pure powdered sugar. I don't care what the cops told you, or why I'm in these handcuffs, or how much my bail is, it's all a fucking test, and guess what, baby? You passed. You passed with flying colors. Let's stay married another hundred years. Let's do it. You, Woo! And so you're saying that those hookers, Mikey and Donovan, mm-hmm. were what? Actors? Yes. Yes. Paid actors. You can see they're flamboyant. They they act so well. Uh they have you seen Rent? The community production of Rent? They were both in it. They both were in community theater. Amazing actors. Baby, this is all for you. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad this worked out. Babe, they're really impressive actors. I mean, the loads they would deliver. Oh, fuck. I fucked. I, I lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, this is no big deal. No, no big deal. No, no big deal. I was deal. thinking of you, baby. Yeah. Uh, we both need to get tested for things. You know, they mentioned something. <laughs> both of us need to get tested. Yeah. That's what marriage is. Give and take. Yeah. You know, it's it's... We're in this together. It's not 50-50. It's not my STDs. It's our STDs. That's what it is. Once you get married. Okay. So let's rewind this a bit and go over why this is probably, definitely, all bullshit. First, the Moscow FSB decided to have a training exercise 
but didn't inform anyone in the Ryzan FSB or any local authorities as required by law. Then they forced everyone out of their homes into the cold for hours, despite allegedly knowing there was no real threat. They all went on TV and said it was a real terrorist attack up until two days later when they got caught. Now, let's look at the so-called sugar. They claimed it wasn't hexogen, but they didn't actually arrest the tech who they said fucked everything up. They snuck it away to Moscow and months later said a test confirmed it was just sugar. But if it was a training exercise, why test it if you knew it was sugar all along? Well, you know, you gotta be sure. You gotta nail that down. Like, ah, you know, it's sugar, but uh, maybe it's maybe it's uh, sweet and low. Maybe it's uh, stevia. We gotta be 100% on these things, guys. It's very important. Well, then there was the private who worked on the same local Ryazan military base. He had snuck into an equipment shed and had seen the same exact sugar bags. He instantly assumed it was actual sugar and stole some for his tea. The explosive made it taste like absolute shit. When he came forward, he was arrested for stealing the sugar. That wasn't fucking sugar. Oh, but the government publicly denied that this private ever even existed. (laughs) I love that. So much gaslighting is happening here. Oh, yeah. He shouldn't have stole that sugar. Who shouldn't have stole that? Nobody. Nobody's, Nobody, motherfucker. Nobody stole that sugar that they shouldn't have stolen. How fucking dare you ask me that? Do you hate <laughs> your country? What is wrong with you? You want to be arrested? Yeah. Maybe, Daddy. But just in the bedroom. <laughs> well, do you want to be arrested? Person who doesn't exist anymore? Never existed? Like, oh, oh, fuck! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't exist? Say that to my Pokemon card collection. Where did those come from? I don't know. Magic? Whatever, (laughs) idiots. Did you say Magic the Gathering? (laughs) I guess I no longer exist, too. (laughs) Let us run away to Antigua. (laughs) Well, because of these strange inconsistencies, people began to examine the bombings from earlier in the month a little more closely. Originally, it had been determined that those bombs had used hexogen as well, but people thought about it for a second and said, Wait a tick. The only country that uses hexogen in their compound explosives is Russia. And so the official line was changed, and it was reported that the bombs were made from ammonium nitrate. God damn it. It happened three weeks ago, and they're like, um, by the way, no, sorry, that, that explosive couldn't have come from Russia. It came from Chechnya. Um, we said hexogen, but it was actually a fertilizer bomb. Uh, we just kind of got that wrong. We just kind of mixed that up. Mixed it up a little. You know, these things happen. You know, chemicals, they're, they're complicated. You ever well, try? And, yeah. Like our source says, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Right. But they're all trying to cover up this lie. And they know that. Yeah. So, you know, one person will say one thing... Another person later that day will say something different, and it, they're completely contradictory, but they both sound official. It's like, dude, you know this raises gigantic red flags <laughs> with hammer and sickles on them. Right. But that's a, the thing about them in Russia. You know, they're at this point like eight years removed from the Soviet Union where you just didn't question shit. And you knew it was bullshit. You just didn't question it. Yeah. And so they're still falling back on that. They're like, just believe us, guys. 
this guy over here, who's also an official government guy, who said it was Hexogen, he didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. We're going to arrest him later. Don't we'll, we'll arrest him for lying to you and causing panic. Uh, it was actually this thing that doesn't cause panic and makes other people look bad. It wasn't us. <laughs> right? <laughs> the explosion in Dagestan was examined by an expert who determined that the terrorists would have had to start planning in the spring of 1999. The FSB had claimed that the bombings were in response to a brief conflict in Grozny in which Russia had been the aggressors. But that happened months after the terrorists would have had to begin moving in the bomb materials. In March of 2000, an FSB major even wrote a letter confessing to the entire plot. He claimed he was the only FSB Moscow explosive expert, and he had orchestrated the attacks in Moscow, Volgodonsk, and Dagestan. The code name for the bombings had been Hiroshima. Oh, that's insensitive. He fled the country. The government simultaneously called him a liar and said he had never existed. Just like my ex-wife, am I right? <laughs> uh, she lies on her Tinder profile. I, I found her. Which way did you swipe? Oh, you know I swipe right. Just let's see if we can get this thing going again. It didn't work out. As soon as she saw my picture, she's like, oh, your warty dick ass wants me back? Nope. Nope. There's even more... <laughs> <laughs> There's even more circumstantial evidence, but if you aren't, at the very least, super suspicious by now, we're not going to convince you. Don't feel bad or dumb if you're in that group, because the bombings allowed Putin to launch another war in Chechnya, which won him the presidential election in March of 2000. The world leaders initially loved Putin and his hardline stance on terrorism. Following September 11th... Moment of silence. He threw his support in with America's War on Terror, which allowed everyone to ignore the fact that he had bought up all of the Russian media to eliminate dissent and had begun killing the ever-loving fuck out of anyone who ever said anything bad about him. Of course, the targets included one of the authors of our main source, Alexander Letvinenko. Alexander was a former FSB agent who had defected when the FSB asked him to murder an oligarch. He refused and informed that oligarch who fled the country. Letvinenko was arrested for revealing state secrets. When he was released, he himself fled to England. Hey, I got a secret. They're coming to kill you, you motherfucker. They're coming to get you. Not okay! No, no, you can't do that. You can't tell people that we want to murder, we're going to murder them. I don't see how you thought that was a good idea. Jesus Christ, guy. How about you go to Siberia for a year, few years? Just just think this through. Maybe you'll clear your fucking head. Ugh, I could run Russia. He was only in prison for like a year. No big deal. Yeah, MPD. Russian prison. Yikes. Well, on November 1st, 2006, Litvinenko met with two former FSB agents, one of which he considered to be a good friend. They poisoned his tea with polonium-210, a radioactive isotope that, you guessed it, only comes from Russian labs. He died a month later. The men responsible for the assassination were identified, but fled to Russia. Putin refused to extradite them. Why? They committed murder. I don't know why he, he wouldn't extradite Also, Russia... Let me tell you something. When you come to kill me, which you uh, presumably are going to do after this episode... 
use something that's traceable to other countries. I don't like it's like simultaneously we're sending you a message like you can't fuck with Russia. So here's this thing that's only from fucking Russia. But it's like really stupid at the same time. Like bullets come from all countries. Just shoot me in the back of the head. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm just trying to help you guys. That's all I'm doing. I think they want to extract their agents. Mm. And they didn't realize that Lefnenko's poison was going to actually be detected. Yeah, and it was. It was only detected the day before he died. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have never been detected. Yeah, because he kept insisting he was poisoned, and they couldn't figure it out. They thought it was thallium, and they couldn't figure it out. And he, they finally sent it off to the lab, and he, yeah. And then once they detected it, they found out it was all over London. Like they could track mm-hmm. everybody's movements based on the polonium. That's how they they identified these two guys. It's like right. every movement they went, there was polonium two ten everywhere they were, and so there were a lot of people that actually were exposed to this had to be brought in and treated. But it's like if they just shot them in the back of the fucking head, it's like it never gets solved, or at least they don't tr- track it back to Russia. But I think Putin wanted everybody to know, hey, don't fuck with Putin because this is what happens. Maybe, but the thing about it being everywhere and people having to be treated, it, really, it's not a big deal if you touch it. Right. Because it's on the outside of your skin. But the moment you ingest it, yeah, you're done. Like, yeah. those radioactive isotopes are now inside of you, and oh, so yeah. you are irradiated, you're fucking dead. Yeah, it was something like, in his bloodstream, there was something like 32 grams, or maybe it was, it was 32 micrograms of polonium 210 it was something like one microgram is fatal but he drank the fucking polonium and that was enough to kill him yeah i think he said he only had one sip of the tea too yeah he's like this is cold and bitter and i don't fucking want it and but it didn't matter at that point but you know he'll do this again later in 2018 when he uses nerve agent and it like infects a shitload of people and kills one guy or one person where he just doesn't fucking care just got to put it on fucking doorknobs at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listener, the question remains. Did Vladimir Putin orchestrate the murder of his own citizens to ensure he won the presidential elections? Hmm, sure. The overwhelming evidence might say yes. But we are cowards who don't want to be shot in the back of the head. So we'll say whatever Putin said happened is what happened. End of story. Woo! Putin had him killed. Oh, no, 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 Greg, you undid it all. You undid all. Oh, phew. Oh, fuck, Greg, he's going to kill you again. I have no regret. <laughs> well, I'd like to shout out to our listeners. If anyone wants to be the main host of a history podcast, there's going to be an opening very, very soon. And I will just do whatever you tell me to do, because that's how this dynamic works for me. Unless I get poisoned and just become an invalid. Then I can be an esteemed producer like Wolf Dick was. That's true. That's true. We'll find him one day, living it up and you know, beautiful Siberia or whatever the fuck he ended up. We'll, we'll find him. We'll bring him back. We'll see. He can't go without those meds for that long, Greg. Come on. <laughs> uh, we've tried before. And we'll try again. <laughs> All right, Greg. It's time for... Fast Facts! Fast Fact! Number one. Alexander Litvinenko didn't just write a book detailing how the FSB bombed Russia. 
He also had evidence that Vladimir Putin had ties to the mafia and had likely also been behind the Moscow theater hostage crisis in 2002 in which Russian special forces gassed and killed 170 people, most of which were the hostages. Fast Act Number 2 Of the two men who killed Litvinenko, one became a representative in the Russian Duma. The other, who had been a dishwasher before the murder, is now living a quiet life as a reclusive millionaire. Fast Fact Number 3 In 2000, Vladimir Putin passed a series of laws that made it treasonous to talk shit about Russia and also made it legal to track down and kill traitors in other nations. Fast Fact Number 4 Most of the assassinations occurred in England, who largely ignored them because they were heavily invested in Russian oil. It wasn't until a nerve agent attack in 2018 in Surrey that sent several people to the hospital and killed a homeless lady that world powers began to condemn Putin for his series of murders. Ah! That does it. That does it. We did it. We might not survive this week. Called Putin out on some of his bullshit. We did it for the last time. We did. You know, maybe this this is the, the push we need. That's what makes the podcast super popular. Everybody's like, oh, I hate these guys because they talk about their dicks all the time. But then the Russians kill us and we're heroes. And that's what we need. And we get all these uh, fucking views and listens and everybody's like, yeah, I want to be. Posthumous awards. Yeah. Yeah. Heroes. Yeah. Posthumous awards are worthless. <laughs> when I'm dead, just leave me in a fucking alley for the carrion birds to eat. I don't care. I'm dead. Well, when I'm dead, I want my body embalmed and put inside a glass coffin and so everyone can come see it for the remainder of history because I'm a great figure, just like Vladimir Lenin. Just say it. Because I saved the world by telling the truth about Putin and these bombings. Where do you think that glass coffin would end up? Oh, I don't know. Some low-rent strip club where people could shit on it for a dollar. Just <laughs> drop a deuce on top of it. I don't know, man. I was going to say some, like, fledgling artist would buy it, thinking it's artistic, and just it'd be a coffee table. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's worse, getting shit on by drunk strip club patrons or having some hipster bullshit artist sing? Not bullshit. Bolshevik. Bolshevik, yeah. Some bullshit Bolshevik artist saying, please use a coaster. I want to see his expression a little bit longer. She <laughs> gets a squeegee and just pulls the shit off your face just to <laughs> stare at you. All right. Well, anyway, 100proofhistory.com at 100proofhistory. Don't forget about our contest. Chris, a little more about the contest? Oh, uh, yeah. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, take a little screenshot of that review, and say, hey, guys, this was me. Drop that on Instagram, Facebook. Send in an email, hunterproofhistory at gmail.com. Just say, hey, guys, left your review. Here's what I said. Hopefully it's positive. You know, that'll probably help you in the contest. Uh, but either way, that's all it takes to enter the contest. Also... Just saying, if you're a Patreon member, you get bonus entries. So you don't have to do shit. If you want to go subscribe to the Patreon and listen to our bonus episodes, 
and get early access to our new episodes. As well as all of our old episodes that have been taken off the market. Yep. 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 Great, great fucking contribution. <laughs> Adding to this podcast. Yep. Yep. All right, Greg. Why don't you take these people home tonight? Uh, honestly, Chris, they're not my type. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. It's like Jesus doesn't want you to do this anymore. Just taking credit for the guitar, huh? Well, you're singing. I have to do something. It's a live performance. <laughs> All right. Oh, you could take that shitty guitar. You can take. <laughs> you have to edit out my laugh because that was a genuine. Well, yeah, yeah, of but course that I was, will. That was. So, I'm that, sitting here crunching <laughs> ice while you fucking read. You don't think I know how to edit that? Well, out? I'm just saying. I laughed in the middle of it because it was. You sold the bit very well. You dove on the fucking floor. <laughs> no one can see you but me. <laughs> and then pounded it. He hurt himself. <laughs> fucking hit it too hard. Our shit hurt. <laughs> I hurt both my arms. Oh, that is commitment. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to hurt. I didn't think it was going to hurt. Ow. What if, what if you took some Viagra and did the whole thing hard as a rock? that make you more confident? I jerked off in the cup earlier. <laughs> Your load's never as big as you think it is when you have to put it in something yeah. where you can hold it up and look at it. It's like, really? Okay. Uh, mine's never big. It just becomes like a little bead on the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I gotta it never even falls down. It just beads up right, right. on the outside. I got to squeeze it out like a tube of toothpaste. You gotta roll it, roll it up from the corners, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just really get it out. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just push on this thing a little. You get desperate, get the scissors out, just cut it open from the middle. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh.